1: KHTS 12:20 a.m. 98.1 FM. All right, you know, we're already done sh- this show for over 7 years and I want to thank the engineer. Uh, thank you. All right. <laughs> Happy Thanks, to do 10- it.
2: Happy she to do it. She has been
1: here for seven years, but. I have not, no. <laughs> but she sometimes after the show, she goes, Peter, I feel like I've been here for seven years.
2: <laughs> you age me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be
3: honest. <laughs> That's okay, uh, though. It's good. It's good absolutely. for you. Absolutely. It uh, keeps you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. And when I'm on my toes, I'm almost 5'5. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a tall guy. You are. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> couple of things the ask brian show besides being on the on the air for seven years ask brian is spelled a-s-k-b-r-i-e-n we don't spell it with an a we don't spell you know brian b-r-y-a-n and b-r-i-a-n it's b-r-i-e-n and each week we have an episode for one hour where we either interview somebody who's a founder of a business so we can learn how they created their business from a to z or they have a special skill level On something like uh, Facebook advertising, or could be any skill, a legal skill, whatever. And so we either go for one or two categories. Today, we got both.
2: Ooh, I like that. Our guest today has
1: both. He's going to be able to teach us something about business, and he's also going to teach us his story about how you can succeed in life. That's great. But, um, you know, some people want to know why Brian is spelled with an E. I'm going to give it started out, and then uh, Jen's going to help me out here. Okay.
0: There's many reasons.
1: Many, many reasons, but the main, main reason besides the engineer.
0: Yes, of right? course. Well, that's that's obviously number one, doing. obviously, yes. Of
3: course.
1: Is our show tries to educate people. Mm-hmm. We're, a te- we're a teaching program, and if we can teach you something where you can learn by following somebody's success story, wow, I, if I can do it this way, I now have a plan. Or B, hey, I'm trying to learn what about Pinterest. I've never did Pinterest before. I don't know what it is. And I don't understand how a picture can make me money, but some person's on the show and teaches you that. That's another, another reason. So education is really, really big. Now, on the Ask Brian Network, which is A-S-K-B-R-I-E-N, they have what's called an expert, and that's another E. Now, experts, we've determined that typically if you're working 40 hours a week and you're working 50 weeks a year, that's 2,000 hours times five years. That's 10,000 hours. Typically, after five years' experience, you can probably know something about a subject where you can talk about it, and basically, almost every issue has come up. There's always new issues, but you pretty much have learned it. And that's why we use the 10,000 hour requirement. But that 10,000 hours is different when you're dealing with another E entrepreneurs, which basically, if you could work 40 hours a week, anyone would say, Hallelujah. Because the reality is, when you're an entrepreneur, when you've got your business going, when you're a one-man show, one-woman show, it's going to take a while to get kicking. And basically, you're going to be starting out maybe working 80 hours a week. So probably in two and a half years, if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to get there. Now, I did hear that Tracy's on the line. Tracy, are you in the house? <laughs>
2: For
1: late, <laughs> yes, it's at the e. It's the, at the end of late. <laughs> yeah, I, I came in at the end of the e's,
2: but no, I you did not. We well, no,
1: you did not. We only did a couple of E's. We did oh, engineer, yes. okay. engineer, yes. education, expert. That's all we've done. You're
2: fashionably late. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I might, I might want to make a habit of this so I don't have to do the mathematical formula. <laughs> no, but you know what you did not miss is where he blows out this poor microphone with his um, <laughs> with his yelling. Uh-oh. You did not miss <laughs> that. <laughs> so we talk about his. Now you warn the guest. Now uh-huh. the guest is going to know. Oh, he should be prepared.
1: <laughs> well, I think that we should do the E for empathy part because that's the part that. Jennifer was trying to establish to our guests and other people that they may have their ear blown out, which also begins with an E, ear.
2: Yes. Well, I'm I'm appreciative of the empathy for me and, like, being stuck on a webinar with multiple other people and not being able to exit gracefully, and that's another E.
1: (laughs) And I I have no clue what empathy means, but I heard about it. Somebody once told me. Anyway, what are the other E's, Tracy? Tracy?
2: Well, I mean, I do realize that there is something to be said for the level of enthusiasm that we're bringing to the show, and one, of course, that you love so much—excitement. <laughs> <Woo-hoo! laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yes, and education. So we, we cannot, did education cannot, already, but that's <laughs> oh, okay. Well, see, I'm just, I'm just a mess. <laughs> that's what I am. I <laughs>
1: There is an E in mess, you yes. know, M-E-S-S. <laughs> yes,
2: exactly. Okay, well then why don't you just kick me my favorite one, don't kick me literally, but team me up for my favorite one and let's meet our expert. How about that?
1: Okay, that sounds about ready because the expert's probably saying, why did I go on the show and how did I get here and I can't believe that I'm on here, but I am. All right, so they have that, everyone who's ever watched or listened to Grease, the show Grease, the movie Grease. Grease yes. lightning is what? It is
2: electrifying, just like us, or so we say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> you like that laugh? It's <laughs> laughing and jest. <laughs> I am a jest. In fact, I'm going to become a jest. We but...
2: are electrifying in our own minds. We know that <laughs> for
1: sure. All right. Well, we do have some serious stuff to go over. And Clayton, are you still there, or did you say I'm out of here? Goodbye. I don't know why I'm. <laughs>
3: I, I, I'm here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Clayton, many people don't know your background. We've had a discussion in past. So first of all, just go over quickly about a little bit about your background, and then we'll get into what you're currently doing and how we can help people
2: out.
3: Yeah, so I'm a former Navy navigator, uh, gone uh, corporate America IT system engineer, gone entrepreneur. I have uh, a background in system engineering and business process automation and I um, worked in corporate America for a few years, and then I bought uh, some businesses, one of which was Contractor Training Center, and I just sold that one last year. And I turned, uh, built it up from a single-state contractor license exam prep and the application assistance company to a national, nationally dominant brand, and uh, I just sold it last year. And now I started Leadly.com, and I help companies with their marketing automation, AI using AI chat technology in capturing leads and missed phone calls. And it helps companies with, you know, smaller businesses who are, you know, busy working, don't have time to answer every phone call or answer every email or, or web inquiry, social media inquiry. Leadly does that for them. So and I'm having a good time doing it. Now. First of all, spell Leadly. L-E-E-D-L-Y.com.
1: Okay. And so before we get into Leadly... I do want to go a little bit about this contract. What was the name of this contractor teaching business?
3: ContractorTrainingCenter.com. It's a uh, national contractor training and education company. If you want to get your contractor's license, there's a ton of steps you need to go through to get your contractor's license. And as you guys are in California, it's one of the toughest states. And we do everything from the business process side on the application side and getting you your um, business license, your contractor's license, to getting you prepped to take the exam, the contractor exam. And then after you take the contractor exam, every state has the requirement that every year or two, you need to take continued education. We also offer continued education for everything from building and construction, commercial, residential, to the trades, HVAC, plumbers, electricians. So when did you get involved in that business? I was helping my client, Bob Gregory, uh, who had started the company and i was helping him with his technology and web and driving traffic to him and then one day he, he said you know i'm tired of paying you all this money why don't you just buy it from me And i said you know what i like this company and i could probably do this and it helps a lot of people so i bought it and for two years i basically bootstrapped it and built new courses i hired new uh, course development teams and we um, started launching all these new courses to help contractors in multiple states, and then we added on our application processing assistance where we help contractors get their af- applications through the uh, state bureau- uh, bureaus, and they you know, uh, get approved on the first application, very important if you're in time crunch, and just got very successful at automating the whole process and then using everything we could, best of breed technologies, and Google Ads, and mix of Google Ads, Facebook Ads, a little SEO. We uh, we became the national dominant brand just a couple of years, we are, and still are ranked top number one for client satisfaction, and um, it's been it was very good ride. It's been a lot of fun helping a lot of contractors get their license and, and continue education.
1: So to go from uh, one state, which is where it was, to fifty states, you know, unless you're spending, you know, I don't know, tons and tons of money on Google. I mean, how did you build that out to even get to that point? You know, because you didn't have millions on day one. Maybe you did, but. I mean, how did he get from, okay, I'm in one state and I want to be in 50 states? There's got to be a process. You're a process guy,
3: right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And there is a strategy and process, and it is expensive. I, I didn't need millions. I just didn't have, take a paycheck for a couple of years. And what I did was, I'm also a business consultant and I help companies with their business and marketing automation. So I, I've always been, had my hand in helping other companies with their business uh, marketing and process and getting leads and converting leads and sales process. So I kept that going. I've always been doing that. So I relied on that income while I took all the contractor training income and just kept putting it back into the business. And, and, it, and you're exactly right. I put it all back into Google and I kept driving traffic and I, I used my salary to hire a a course developer to help me write more courses and and launch more practice tests. And it was very successful. So two years of no paycheck and I was able to grow it. Within two years, we were number one, and we just exploded, and that was a really fun ride. And we started getting five-star reviews on Google a day after day. It was amazing, and it's always fun when you're helping somebody, and they call you and go, thank you, I passed the test, I love you guys. That was a big reward.
1: So before we go into the lead week for the rest of the show, I want to know what was your biggest challenge, and how did you overcome it?
3: Biggest challenge is, is always the technology uh, and the um, building, you know, starting something that's, you know, scalable and helps a lot of people. You want to make sure that your process and automation is correct and all your SOPs, uh, standard operating procedures are correct so that when you start scaling and running Google ads and Facebook ads, that you're ready for the business and the, um, you're able to onboard clients smoothly. That means that the first, you know, when we first started, I told, you know, I told my first handful of clients uh, who are also colleagues and friends, I said, "Look, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to get you your fix your automation, your for your web visitors and for your missed phone calls. But you're going to be a beta client. You're going to tell us what's you know working and what's not working, and you're not going to yell at us uh, if something (laughs) doesn't work correctly." And they all agreed, and we worked out the kinks for six months and. Learned what it's, what we're good at, learned what we're not good at, and we tweaked and turned, and we got really good at um, making the bot work correctly and scheduling correctly and making company, companies happy. And once again, I had a call with a, uh, a client last week who does um, a co-working space, and this leadly automat- automatically schedules their tours for them, so new client tours. And instead of having to do phone calls, callbacks, and emails, and back and forth, leadly automatically books appointments for them. People just show up and they're like, Hey, I'm here for my 8:30 tour. And they're like, Oh yes, we got you on the calendar. And they love it. It's just amazing how automation works now.
1: So Leadly was started exclusively by you or did you have other founders?
3: Yeah, it was uh, exclusively by me. I have a tech background, but I went and I hired the best of breed. I, I grabbed a couple of Google employees and people that are very much smarter than me. And, uh, I said, this is the vision, this is how it needs to work, now let's get to work. I did like Elon Musk and I slept on the factory room floor for six months and we banged it out and tested it and proved it and made it work until it's perfect. That's where we are now.
1: So it took about six months, was this a software program that you created or, or something different?
3: Yeah, software with integration. So the, most of the softwares out there are already written, it's just making them talk to each other efficiently, making them talk to your website, making them interact with your phone, Getting the language, uh, you know, it's all, it's all based on LLMs, language learning models, getting the LLM correct and making sure it's trained and that it's, you know, knows how to get smarter and ask better questions and learn from, you know, new questions that it gets. So if you're a lawyer and uh, you have the, this legally installed and uh, somebody asks a technical legal question, it'll remember what the question was and it'll go back and, you know, we can train it and tell it, you know, this was a good answer. This is not a good answer. And, and it gets smarter as it goes. So it's amazing how much AI is helping the small companies look big and automate the scheduling process.
1: So I want you to go over the different features that your program has for Leadly.
3: That's a great question, I'm glad you asked. Leadly, it, it does everything from the, the, one of the most beneficial things it does is missed call text back, meaning a lot of companies aren't even answering the phones because there's so much spam coming through. So they rely on voicemails, well Leadly will answer the phone with the AI chat bot and we will ask to see if we can qualify them depending on the customer and what they need. Do they need a service appointment? Do they need to pre book a pre-book of sales call? And if we can't get them through the bot and get them to book something on the voice, we'll do a missed call text back and we'll text them back, and say, sorry we missed your call. How can we help you? Were you looking for a sales call or you book a sales appointment or a pre sales appointment? Or do you need a service appointment? And just like, I'm sure you've seen some other corporations that use texting efficiently. It converts that client, that uh, customer, or that prospect to a book appointment. And people love it because it's so convenient. That's what it is. Everybody's looking for convenience now. And that's one of them right there. Scheduling the auto-scheduling for the bot on your website. It'll also talk to your website visitors, say, hey, can we help you? and what are you looking for, and, and oh yes, we handle this, or we do that, and we, here are three available slots for tomorrow, or would another day work for you? So it allows customers to book appointments in advance. It'll also even t- take a credit card payment. If you want to you know, swipe a credit card to book an appointment to prevent from the no-shows, uh, Lili will also ask them to enter credit card info so that they can ensure that they get an appointment and cut down on no-shows. And reputation management. When people go look for an HVAC company or a lawyer or a service company, first thing they do is they pull up Google Maps, and they look for a service company in that area, in their zone. Then they look at your Google reviews, and then they look to see if they have book now. Like, that's what everybody wants to do. So Leadly has a book now button on your Google Maps page, and we also ask for reviews after the service so that it starts increasing your Google reviews so that you get seen more and you get ranked higher. Oh,
1: that's a lot of features. I want to go over some of those features before we continue. So, for instance, what if somebody has a landline and is calling? You can't do the text message back. So, how would that work?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. And you know, it'll ask them if they want to go to text. And if they don't have a, if they're calling from a landline, it'll ask them if they want to enter an alternate number to go to text. And almost like the airlines do, like if you go to book an airline right now, most of the time they'll ask you to go to text if they, you know, and it's an option feature option, and we do the same thing. So if you're calling from a landline, you're not calling from text, we'll ask if you want to go to a text conversation. And that's very easily done, and people do opt in for that. A lot of people are opting out of talking to agents now or being put on hold.
1: My concern is on the payment, right? Because that's everybody's giving credit cards out, and so is that going through like a square? I mean, you have to be integrated with the, with the processor, right? And then you're taking the information. People are nervous nowadays. Because they don't want to, they want to make sure that they're not capturing the information You're using bots and things. How does that work?
3: Yeah, it looks just like if you were at a Shopify store or you know on a uh, banking app. It's all SSL encrypted. It'll show you the lock right there. It gives the customer all the you know guarantees that it's you know secure encrypted transaction. Most everybody now is understands that when they get that, they see that lock next to any you know website or transaction, and they know that it's you know it's valid. And most of the time when you're taking a credit card payment for a pre-sale appointment or a book appointment, you're only collecting $25 or $100 for, you know, to get a deposit to ensure that that customer doesn't do a no-show. So you're not collecting thousands of dollars. You're only collecting a minimal fee, and usually, to get that book appointment. And then you you charge the balance of that appointment after the, the call is the way we usually see it utilized.
1: Tracy, you said you had some questions for Clayton. And you've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, so you're on. Yeah, Take it away.
2: That long winded. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, now, I mean, I just like one of the things that you said earlier really resonated with me in terms of the functionality, if you will, for if you're in the contracting service, because they're very geographically centered where they are. And The majority of their leads, obviously, are going to be in their geographic circumference. But how does lead generation? Specifically with your program, how does that work for businesses that are more online like coaches or consultants or people that don't have a geographic restriction?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. In fact, we have a coach consulting, what would they call snapshot, which it basically loads up all their, the things that a coach and consultant would need, including the bot training the bot about how to nurture a co- coaching or consulting client. Via web chat, via text, or via email. So we have that in our wheelhouse that we can help coaches and consultants and help them nurture those inquiries. And that's not limited, like you said, by geographic location. That's worldwide, and we have that. And it's specifically tailored to coaches and consultants to help them. Now, one other thing it does, and I didn't bring this up, is that you can run your Facebook ads and out right out of. But leadly, the dashboard has them in there. The AI is smart. It'll tell you what Facebook ads are working and what ads are not and what you should spend more on and what you should spend more or less. Coaches use that all the time in consultants. So that's that's another feature that's really helpful to them.
2: And so what I may also hear you say is that lead generation is so much more than just training the bot to get a lead, like there's a marketing component in terms of making sure your offers are in maybe Facebook ads. And then I'm sure there's a real need for once the business owner gets the lead, then what?
0: So
3: once you get the lead, now, this is where a lot of people struggle, is how do you nurture that lead? How do you convert that lead from a prospect? You got somebody that's interested, they visited you, they're obviously showing interest, and Now, how do you nurture them into a customer? Well, there's there's proven ways how to do it. We follow the path about how you take a customer from a cold call or a a warm visit and you turn them into a book appointment. Either you can turn them into a, you could sell them your course, and that happens all the time, or you could turn them into a book sales call. If you're selling a higher ticket item, then you make it easy for them to book a sales call with you and give them available time slots to do it And then after that, you give them a video uh, about what to expect on the sales call. Nurture them, keep them warm. And then even after the sales call, if you did not close on them, we put them in another nurture campaign to keep them warm and keep them remind them that we're here to help them. That coach can help them with their problems or issues.
2: So with Leadly, then you're not only just something that uh, a service provider for lead generation, but it sounds like you integrate a lot of other efficiency tools. With the newsletter and things like that. So, are you saying that if someone's using Leadly, then they don't need a a Mailchimp or a MailerLite or, or does it does it manage that and a CRM and that Facebook yeah. ads and all the things?
3: <laughs> That's correct, and their social media posting as well. We have a social media posting calendar in there, and. Most people like I just uh, had a client that converted yesterday. That my sales team they said um, the client was paying fifteen hundred dollars a month for a, a agency to create newsletter posts for them weekly on their uh, social media pages. Well, that was being done by a bot at fifteen hundred bucks a month. Well, we, we we're able to integrate that. That saved them fifteen hundred dollars a month. But but yes, it's a customer relationship manager, and in your dashboard, you get to manage your Facebook ads. You get to manage your social media calendar posting. It is AI smart and it uses AI for everything that um, it knows what needs to be done and it shows you what is going to be posted. So you get to approve it before it actually posts it. But it's, it's all in one. I've integrated everything possible into it to make it easy for small businesses to run out of one dashboard.
2: Well, that was one of the things I was going to ask you. Okay, so sometimes efficient doesn't always equate to easy. So how much of the heavy lifting even though you're doing so much of it and the AI is such an integral part of it, how much heavy lifting has to happen on, like, if it's a small business owner, do they need a team member that manages this? Is it good for solopreneurs? Like, what type of business is is a good target for this in terms of support?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. So solopreneurs are, of course, uh, they always need something like this in automation in the back end, and this is perfect for everything from solopreneurs to, One of our clients is a 25-person HVAC company with seven trucks. They just have a problem with the back end, keeping the phone traffic, keeping the email inquiries and the social media traffic inquiries, having somebody manage all those. That takes two people, really, if you think about it. All that incoming phone calls, web traffic, emails, Leadly handles all that, and it puts them into a sequence of uh, qualification. So, if it's somebody, a new customer coming in saying, "Hey, I I, my HVAC system broke down," lead lease make sure they're in the right zip code, that they have a a, a available scheduled calendar that they can say, you know, set a time slot in. If not, for a technician, for a a service call, for a pre-booked service call, right? So, you can have it so that it just basically takes care of the back office function that everybody's struggling to fulfill. There's so much incoming web traffic and and chats and emails, and and most people just ignore them. Like people on Facebook, you've seen it. People on Facebook are like, hey, can you answer a question about your company? Do you service the South Metropolitan Region? Well, a lot of companies won't even answer that. Leadly will answer that for them on their Facebook pages and their social media pages, and it'll nurture them into becoming customers.
1: Tracy, you were still asking questions to Clayton. Clayton was like going, hey, are you going to stop me? (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you've given us so much great information. I mean, efficiency is so important being able to combine all of these platforms into one. I know one of the things that I do as a business owner is I am constantly reviewing our recurring expenses. So those kind of things start to add up because you're paying one fee to this hosting platform or, or email newsletter campaign and another for this and a social media posting platform. And so it just feels like it's something that, could really be advantageous to have this all under one roof. I guess my next question would be, because I'm thinking of this again as a business owner, how much support do you give in terms of training? Because one of the things I think is so, like the next shiny object business owners will be like, oh, I, I love this tool and they sign up for it and then they never end up actually really optimizing the use of it because they don't really know exactly what they're paying for or how to use it. So what type of training is involved?
3: I'm glad you asked that because we have one of the best ways that we can ensure that a customer uses the system, loves the systems, and stays with us is to have what we call a white glove onboarding experience, which includes us doing the training sessions with them really as many times as they want. We find that about two half-hour sessions in the beginning to keep the after we configure their system for them and get them all integrated and set up. Then we screen share with them two 30 minute sessions, let them work on it for a little while. Then we come back for another 30 minute session. You can request a zoom with us anytime you want. We're available, you know, pretty much 24 seven for support, but also for training. We can do same day or next day training. And we find that most of the time two 30 minute sessions for web screen and we show them how to navigate the system and then a follow on 30 minutes. So it's usually about an hour and a half we spend with most clients. If they want more, we're certainly glad to give it. It's a very easy, intuitive system.
2: Well, so that leads me to, I'm known to pivot, so work with me here. So let's pivot into your infrastructure. So what type of team have you needed to build out to to be able to accommodate scaling the leadly.com?
3: Well, so, uh, yeah, thanks for asking that one, because in order to be successful and not have angry clients, or we used to call them angry birds, and turn people into yelling at you, that's that's my nightmare that that would keep me up at night. In order to to have happy customers that stay on board with you, you have to have a good team. And the first thing I did before I even thought about launching anything was, was go out and hire the best developers and support staff that I could find. And I was lucky enough to find a really good team of winners that love working together and love developing leadly and helping customers. And that took six months to to do that, to get the team on board and then start configuring the app and the integrations and all the features and the website and the email campaigns. It took six months. And I won't tell you how much money, but luckily I have, uh, you know, having just exited CTC, I was okay to fund it myself. But I am really good at this. I've done this before. I learned it in corporate America. Then I learned it in the hard way in entrepreneurial world for uh, 10 years about how to build teams and and launch apps and uh, make it pretty and make the customer have a good customer user experience. And that's what we've done here. So we're getting a great feedback from our customers, and, and it's really great to, to hear somebody say, wow, that is cool. That just makes our day.
2: I think what you, what you hit on is so important, I want to highlight it and have you expound on it a little more, is that when is the right time to – Scale your team in order to keep your clients happy and not disappoint them. There's so such a fine line between growing too fast and being and then not being able to deliver on the products and services. What has been part of your learning curve through corporate and doing this? That you could, do you have a gut instinct about when the time yeah. is right, or is there something more statistical you can share?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, in corporate America they pre-plan in advance and they have the funds to do it. Small businesses don't have that luxury, but you have to have on your radar because there is a moment of like being able to knowing that you're going to need somebody and already be on the hunt for somebody. So if you're in a small business and you're budgetarily constrained, which we all have been there and we know how it is, but you always have to keep in mind what I do is what, and it's the last cut times I've done this and built my teams is I've gone out on LinkedIn and found Targets of people that I, that match the profile of what I would, who I would hire when I have the funds, right? So I'm always planning in advance and businesses that thinking in advance, once they start getting that, that workflow in and the business starts growing like that, they need to have in mind where they're going to go to find new talent. And sometimes it's an agency. Sometimes it's uh, LinkedIn is a really good, I call it LinkedIn poaching. I go out to my competitors. I look at their employees list. And then I'll find the ones who and sometimes go over to their social media pages See, so you, you know, look like they're professional and they're uh, dedicated uh, to their work and LinkedIn looks good. Then I put them on the list of somebody we'd like to reach out to in the future and, and offer them a job opportunity. And you've got to kind of think in advance when you're a small business owner like that. You can't wait until you're flooded with business and, and then you get angry customers. You've got to be one step ahead of it even if it's just in the planning phase, right? You don't have the money, you don't have the business yet to afford it, but at least have some a plan mapped out so that when you do have the money and you can afford it, that you can pull those triggers and onboard somebody quickly.
2: So we have a lot of people in, that are multitasking or driving in traffic or just doing all the things while they're listening to live radio. So I know that they're going to want to get back in touch with you or have continued conversation and likely want to sign up for your services because, wow, what a multifaceted like, Super exciting platform that you've built, and what a great business development tool. So what is the best way for people to continue the conversation with you?
3: They can always email me directly at Clayton at Leadly.com. That's C L A Y T O N @ L at L-E-E-D-L-Y.com. You can um, reach out to me on the website, Leadly.com. Start the conversation there with the bot. Tell them to, if you want to go right to me. You can tell them you want to speak to me or sales team. We'd be glad to give you a demo show you how it works, show you the menus and the screens, and get you started with the, you know, if you, if you want to test drive it. We're, right now we're offering test drive for customers for 30 days. Make sure it works for you. Make sure you like it. And if you like it, then uh, we'd we'll, we love to have you, and help. we love giving customers that wow experience.
2: Man, sign me up. I'm going to be reaching out to you after this show for that.
3: <laughs> okay. We're happy to okay. do it.
2: We have so appreciated having you on the show, and for those of you who want to replay this, get this information again, dig a little bit deeper into the subject matter, don't forget that you can get all of this through our podcast, and that is the Ask Brian podcast, and of course, that's A-S-K-B-R-I-E-N podcast, and you can find it wherever you find all of your favorite podcasts. as Apple, Spotify, iHeart. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, you can find the Ask Brian podcast. And I know we have a little bit of time left. And Peter, you had a specific question that you wanted to ask that I think everyone wants to know the answer to.
1: So, some of the things you were talking about was picking the team. And to me, as an entrepreneur, I think that's the hardest part. So, what criteria do you use to decide picking the team? Because anyone can get a little bit of money and hire people. But if you don't hire the right people, You're not going to probably succeed. It's a very, very key thing to do. What do you look for when you're hiring people?
3: So, you know, uh, attention to detail is like one of the most important things you can do in most businesses, especially if they're dealing with, uh, you know, customers and data and and numbers and uh, workflows. So the attention to detail and really more importantly than anything is get along well with others, meaning they love doing what they do and they love helping customers, and they love working with each uh, with each other to achieve a, a goal. And I have been doing this so long, I can sense by the, you know, getting the first uh, two minutes of my conversation with uh, somebody, I can sense, well, you know, their personality, their energy, their attitude within five minutes, I know for sure. And, you know, sometimes you don't make the right decision, but you got to make the call quickly to, you know, what they say, fish or cut bait. If you have somebody on your team that realizes it's probably going to be a bad fit, it's best to uh, turn and make a decision quickly and try somebody else. Because not everybody's meant to be in the same office together or in the same job, even though they applied for it. They went through your process and you hired them. If you find somebody's not a good fit, it's, you know, don't wait and let it linger and just say, I'll, I'll do it later once I find somebody replacement. It's really you need to make a decision quickly about somebody and their personality and, you know, you can assess somebody's personality pretty quickly by asking them, you know, five or ten good key questions about what they do, what they like to do, what they don't like to do. And it's, um, you know, it becomes like people reveal themselves. Even if they have a polished answer, it's easy to, to determine if somebody's, like, being sincere.
1: All right. That was very good. I did want to have, one. we have about ten seconds left. What's the biggest red flag? On hiring.
3: Biggest red flag is when, when they have a, a list of demands of what they will or won't do, <laughs> or times are changed. now you're going to be working for them. <laughs> now you're working for them,
2: right?
1: Or what about how much money does it pay? How much money does it pay? Yeah. You know, like, okay, so now this I know what you're How much
2: vacation do I get?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: There uh, you go. That's the well, red flag.
1: Thank you very much, Clayton. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, guys. You're listening to the Ask Brian Radio Show on KHS 1220 98.1 FM.